This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Think about Lawrence. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott. Dodge the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into episode 44 of Press Pass. And yes, this is a bonus episode uh, doing week two previews. And Gabrielle, we have a great guest on today. Yeah, let's jump right into it. We welcome college football writer for Sports Illustrated, Ross Stellinger. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the two big games of the week. No problem at all. Good to be here. We're going to start with LSU and Texas. This matchup is featuring two quarterbacks who both put up big numbers in week one. Ellinger threw for four touchdowns, Burrow for five. There were high expectations for both quarterbacks heading into the season. Do you think the winner of this game is going to be determined by quarterback play? You know, it's um, I think almost every game you could probably say, you know, the quarterback is, is whoever plays, whichever quarterback plays better is going to win. And I, I think that's probably the case. Yeah. In this game as well. And I, and I, in this game, especially uh, because first off, Texas is uh, running back situation is not good. They're down to about two scholarship running backs. um, So they're going to have to lie, rely even more on uh, Sam Ellinger and, uh, in his feet more so um, than anything else too. So and then and then for LSU's perspective, they do have a lot of talent around Joe Burrow, but they don't have any kind of workhorse real like running back. And so I think that Burrow is is going to be the guy as well. I mean, they both of these and both of these guys are very similar. Mm-hmm. They you know if you hear coaches talk about them and you know use the. Uh, they're grinders, you know, they're winners, kind of they're leaders and they can make plays with their feet and they're smart kids. And so they're, they're very similar guys. And I do think probably at the end of the day, whoever plays better, whoever probably has a better statistical day, probably is going to win. I, I think I think you got to watch sometimes, though, because, you know, Ellinger does so much uh, for Texas, especially with his feet. You know, he could have a combined 350 total total yards of offense. In Texas could have a combined 400, and he has 350 of the 400. I could like see something like that happening, and LSU still maybe winning the game. But it is it's gonna it's gonna come down to probably who plays better, and you know it's probably gonna be a tight game in the second half, and so you're gonna have some big plays, and it's it's who who makes those plays late in a tight game. Yeah, you you t- kind of touched on this, but for LSU, I mean, clearly we saw how productive that offense was uh, through the air, 350 yards last weekend. But as good as those Tigers receivers are, as good as Joe Burrow has shown he is, they're going to, into a teeth of a good Texas secondary. 
And the Tigers, you had mentioned, they don't really have an established back, but do you feel like they have to get the run game going somewhat in this? Well, you know, LSU's implementing a, a brand new offense. They they showed it off in the season opener a little bit. It's a lot more spread, a lot mm-hmm. more passing the ball and shotgun and, and doing all that stuff. So, you know, doing it at home against Georgia Southern is, is one thing. You know, having this new offense excel on the road against a top 10 team is completely different. So it'll be, it'll be tested more. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be a real big test. And anytime you have a new offense like that and you're on the road and you're in a tight game and it's rowdy and you are playing a good defense, uh, you got to be able to establish the run. Um, It's going to open up so much more. So I think it, yeah, it is absolutely imperative for LSU to, to move the football on the ground. They can't just, you know, wheel it around and, and throw it around everywhere. So that is absolutely a key. You know, if LSU has something like, you know, 200 plus rushing yards, I would be shocked if they didn't win the game. So, yeah. you know, you, you gotta, you gotta go out there and you gotta establish the run and, and run consistently. Well, Ellinger has a variety of receivers to get the ball to last week against Louisiana tech, eight different receivers recorded double digit receiving yards. This kind of goes along with the last question, just on the other side their rushing game, not as strong as their passing game, at least last week to beat LSU. Do they also need to find a balance in the run game in the passing game or can Ellinger get it done through the air with all of these weapons? So yeah, Texas, uh, I mentioned it earlier. They, they're, uh, they're in some trouble with, uh, the running back situation. Uh, I think they started fall camp with four scholarship running backs and then one walk on that they really liked a lot. Uh, and they're down to two scholarship running backs. And I think the walk on also like also got hurt. So it's uh, they're in a, yeah, they're in a serious, um, depth situation there. And then one of the two scholarship players, I believe, hurt his hamstring in the season opener. Now he's supposed to play against LSU, but, but they're in a situation where you know, I think Ed Ogeron put it best. He was asked about uh, that that Texas running back situation earlier this week, and he said they got a great running back. His name is Sam Ellinger, you yeah. know, and, <laughs> and so I think that can work. I, I think uh, LSU knows that um, Texas is going to run Sam, and uh, that's part of the offense. That's part of uh, opening up. It opens up some things, and LSU's got to contain Sam Ellinger, not, not necessarily get to him uh, in the backfield, but just contain him in the pocket is a huge key for them. Let's turn to the Texas defense, and it, it unveiled its new uh, third-down Cowboy package last weekend against La Tech. The new blitz package utilizes those eight defensive backs. This puts some of the fastest guys out there at once, and I would assume that they probably put this to the test again in this game. The defense just seems so excited, obviously, this week for this challenge. And do you think that this defense bringing something like this once in a while and just the excitement that surrounds it right now can get to Joe Burrow and get him uncomfortable? Yeah, that that's the um I guess if there's any weakness on Texas or any any area that people talk about that is going to hold them back. It is it is defensively uh be, because just they're just not uh I don't think they're there yet. If somebody one one long-time Texas beat writer told me earlier this week is that LSU's defense is in a place where Texas hopes to be next season. So they just depth-wise, they're not quite there. Yeah. Maybe even skill-wise, they're not quite there. And that's where LSU can really kind of take advantage uh, with this new offense that they've kind of shown last week is exploiting you know a Texas a defense that lost, I think it's like eight or nine starters from last year. And, 
And yeah, they had to move. I think they had to move like an offensive player for depth wise. They had to move an offensive player to cornerback. So they're in a situation defensively that LSU has not been in in a long, long time. Uh, LSU's defense seems like it's always stacked in with athletic freaks, and this year is no different. So that that is that is one of the key things, and and I think the LSU staff knows that. You know, they turn on the film, and I think they probably see a defense that isn't as strong as as some other teams that they they'll play in the SEC. Well, before we move on to Clemson and Texas A&M, I have to ask if you have a prediction for this game. Well, you know, I've been going back and forth because it does feel like a game that's that's going to be so tight and I, you know, I think there are two de- determining offsetting factors here because I think the teams are fairly even offensively, fairly even quarterback-wise, fairly even. I think LSU's defense is just better, you know, than Texas. I I just think they're in a better position. But it's in Austin and it's under the lights and it's going to be loud and crazy and there's, you know, probably not it's probably going to be I think the allotment that LSU was given was 5,000 tickets. So yeah, or yeah. 3,000 actually 3,000 tickets. So it's um not going to be very many tigers there and uh that's so those two things offset and you know, this game feels like one that's going to come down to the last play, you know, late in the second half when maybe a defense or a quarterback has to make a play, you know? Yeah, I'm, I feel in the same predicament, you can go back and forth, but I think it's definitely going to be a game where a quarterback maybe makes her, makes a name for himself on Saturday night. And I think that's really, really exciting to look forward to. Well, uh, before we move on to the next preview, Ross's prediction maybe helps our sports betters out there. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you take the money, so why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing if you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you are the kind of guy that likes to bet little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply by your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.com. AG today. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, let's get to the other big game of the weekend, and that is Texas A&M at Clemson. Now, Clemson picked up right where they left off in week one, but running back Travis Etienne stole the show. Uh, The Aggies have a huge test if they want to continue to uh, push forward in terms of how their season is going, but they're going to have a hard time handling Etienne. How can the Aggies try to slow him down? Yeah, he is. You know, I was I covered uh, last week's game, uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech. I was there and and uh, talked to Travis after the game and watched him run. And yeah, it is. It's uh, it's it's incredible to uh, to watch him run the football. He he has got. Uh, and it's kind of a cliche. You hear this so much, but he does have this combination that is just incredible. Where he's got insane speed, and he's got this. You know, I've talked to his family. Uh, he's from South Louisiana, so he's actually from uh-huh. uh, uh, close to where I'm. I'm from originally, and uh, so I've met with his family and stuff. And, and uh, they they make fun of Travis 
because of his lower half, his trunk <laughs> uh, is so big and it just runs in the family. So his brother, his younger brother as well has a large trunk. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because he's got, he does, he's so powerful lower half, yeah. but he's got this incredible speed. Uh, it's going to be tough. You know, it is going to be a difficult task. And if you do slow him down and you put an extra man in the box, then you've got a quarterback back there who can make you pay uh, down the field. Speaking of the quarterback, disrupting Trevor Lawrence is also a very difficult thing to do. One thing A&M corners are going to have to do is keep their eyes on the ball when Lawrence launches it down the field. If the defenders don't get their heads around, those Clemson wide receivers are going to connect with Trevor Lawrence on some big-time plays, and A&M can just not give those up. No, they can't. Um, you know, that's that's how uh, that's how Clemson kind of thrives, or that's at least how they they blow out people. When when you ever when you ever last year when we saw them kind of make their run and were just destroying teams, it was big plays and not not just uh, on the ground as we talked about Travis, but in the air with with Trevor obviously. And I, I saw him hook up a few times on long touchdown passes uh, in that game against Georgia Tech, and you, you can't allow those. You have to. You have to force them to to have long drives where maybe accidents happen, like a fumble or or interception or something. Um, and that's the thing, you know. Uh, at that game last week, we saw Trevor have a little rust um, as far as uh, his accuracy, and he yeah, threw he two did. interceptions, and he almost threw a third. And so there's a little rust there. So it'll be interesting to see it. And afterward, the offensive coordinator Jeff Scott did say that. You know, give credit to Georgia Tech. They played, I think they played a, a zone and they were expecting man and it kind of got a little confusing there in the first half. And But it, it'll be interesting to see what A&M plays, especially after seeing Trevor have have trouble against a zone. You know, you, you'd like to, to uh, I'm sure Clemson would like to see Trevor be you know, just a little more clean and a little more accurate. And, uh, you know, if he if he throws two interceptions against A&M, you know, it's probably a little bit different of a game than, than Georgia Tech. Uh, you know, it's probably a little different, tighter of a game. So he's got to be a little cleaner. And uh, uh, that, uh, that, you know, if, if, like you go back to your original question, if you, you know, put another man in the box with, with, uh, for, to stop Travis, Trevor's going to have to try to beat you. And uh, if he's not super clean and, and he ends up throwing some picks, that's the way to win. Historically, we've seen Jimbo Fisher's offense create problems for Clemson, obviously, in the past. Fisher, I think, likes to utilize the tight ends to create some mismatches in the passing game. That obviously will open up holes in the running games. And we saw running backs Corbin and Spiller both run for 100 yards last weekend. Obviously not the best opponent. Uh, How important, though, is it to get those backs going early? Uh, Tremendous. You know, it's um, Mond is, Kellen Mond is great. Super, super talented kid. I remember uh, watching uh, A&M play Clemson last year when it came down to the wire. Um, It was an incredible game. And Mon played in just insane. I mean, just one of the better performances. He does. Yeah, he does. And he's just, uh, and it is kind of a cliche and stuff, but, you know, he he does have that playmaker ability Mm -hmm. because he's so nifty uh, on his feet with the ball. So he can do a lot for you, but you do have to have – you know, you do got to get involved. The running game, he can't do everything for you. Uh, even though some games last year he did for A&M, it felt like. Uh, so that, and that's something, you know, Clemson and, and Brent Venables and them, I'm sure they are very, very concerned. Uh, I saw a quote from Venables earlier this week that was really uh, just, just you, you don't really see coaches say things quite 
like uh, Brent did about Kellen Mond putting him so high up. Uh, I think I think his quote was, um, "We won't see anybody that's better than him all year." I mean, you know, you don't you don't see that a whole lot from coaches sometimes to to put somebody up at that higher such a high level. But he is in, he's an incredible talent, and that's what. That's what I'm kind of looking forward to. You know, this is a real big test for this Clemson defensive front. You know, they lost uh, three first rounders, and Georgia Tech is one thing. You know, A and M and Kellen Mond is a complete, complete other. So uh, that'll be that'll be the real fun matchup that I'm kind of looking forward to is Kellen Mond versus that uh, all basically all That's new. That's kind Clemson of where front. I wanted to wrap things up. Is this buzz around A and M's quarterback Kellen Mond under year two of Jimbo Fisher's system? And you spoke about that game last year. You have to think he's definitely going for revenge after that game against the Tigers last year. He played lights out, like you mentioned, and the Tigers narrowly escaped in College Station. So a win for Kellen Mond and Jimbo Fisher would be huge for this program. If he has any chance at beating Clemson on the road, I think that's the thing that makes this a tougher matchup is that he is playing on the road. What would he have to do to pull the upset? Well, he does. He has to play incredibly well. It's somewhat similar to what he did last year. I was kind of pulling up his numbers while you were talking. He had 430 passing yards. And although he only had uh, 33 yards rushing, a lot of it was was with sacks. If you take out the sacks, he had over 50 yards rushing. Um, he threw three TDs and he didn't have an interception. So his numbers are going to have to be very similar. And if they are, I mean, they, they can absolutely win the game. And, and he was pretty good through the air. He's 23 of 40. So they got to, they got to have that kind of game, that kind of all-star, all-American game from him to win. And that's, you know, it's a little harder in the middle of the day, uh, you know, on the road versus at home at night. Yep. So it's it's going to be a little obviously louder for him, you know, hotter. I think the temperatures are supposed to be in the mid nineties everywhere throughout the southeast. It's just brutal. Uh, even in Austin for LSU, Texas, the temperature around kickoff at you know seven o'clock at night is like uh, nine ninety one degrees. So it's <laughs> it's going to be brutal. So Kellen Kellen and everybody else going to have to deal with that with that heat, and that's going to be tough. Well, Ross, we really appreciate you coming on. Before we let you go, I want your prediction for this one. And then where can people go to find you and follow your work? Well, it's funny. For for, uh, for both of the LSU-Texas, Texas A&M-Clemson games, I, um, I picked the, uh, I guess the, well, I picked one team. And then against the spread, I picked the other, I guess ah, I should say. So, okay, okay. So, uh, it's almost like hedging my bets a little bit. But I guess... You know, like for me, this I think a nine, I think there was a nineteen point spread in Clemson A and M, and like that just seems so high. So yeah. I, I figured Clemson will win the game, but A and M will cover. And then you know, with LSU and Texas, I, I picked LSU to uh, win the game, but for Texas to cover, and the points are only like I think four and a half or something. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's going to be just this really really tight game, and I do think Texas has a really good chance to win as well. So. Yeah, those were kind of my picks. It's kind of a rarity to do that, but uh, that that was the case this week. And then where can people go to find you and follow your great work? You cover all college football. Yeah, you can go to si.com and uh, follow me on Twitter. You all have links to all my stories at Ross Dellinger. Awesome, Ross. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. Yeah, thanks, y'all. Thanks again to Ross for coming on. All his content on Sports Illustrated is fantastic. Definitely go give him a follow. Thank you so much for tuning into this bonus episode. Lots of great content coming your way this college football season. If you're listening on iTunes, please press that subscribe button, leave a rate or review. 
on Instagram and Twitter at Kayla Anderson TV and at Ella Didge, as well on Instagram at Press Pass Pod. Kayla, we're also going to be going live on Instagram on Friday at two o'clock Central Time. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot more on social media. Look out for some stuff also on Twitter. We're going to be doing some videos as we're previewing some of our episodes for the week. And of course, we'll have a brand new episode out at the beginning of next week. So look forward to that. Thanks again for everybody who tunes in and listens. Hope you enjoyed our first bonus episode and have a great weekend of college football.